Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. Today is a day to rejoice because Nebraska basketball is harder than it's been in quite some time. Back to 500 with a chance at some postseason play. And now I think you say a realistic chance now. Uh, obviously, they, their resume has to uh, maybe get a few games above 500 to get in there. We'll have to wait and see. But at least you feel good about where Nebraska is. You've got a bona fide start in Kasey Tominaga, at least for the city of Lincoln. And he has got, uh, you know, just kind of a personality and a game style that is going to attract attention from the outside. Uh, if, if anybody around the nation sees him and sees his play, Nebraska wins 70-66. to This one going to overtime, a back-and-forth game. Nebraska had the lead. Maryland missing a, a few bunnies early there in the first half. So Nebraska had a seven-point lead. Maryland clawed back, got their own stretch uh, where Nebraska couldn't score, couldn't buy a bucket, uh, but eventually getting this, the game tied. And then, of course, the uh, the Rudy type of ending that you would <laughs> you would hope to see and Sam Hoiberg uh, getting the steal, sealing the win. Uh, sometimes this is just one of those situations where, you know, Hollywood couldn't write it any better than, than what we have it right now. Gritty over pretty, right? Yeah. You'd rather grit out a win and, and, and work hard for it than, you know, well, I mean, sometimes you'd rather have a blowout, but this one was was gorgeous uh, at the beginning and probably right at the end. In the middle there, Nebraska, as you said, struggled, had about an eight-minute stretch where they didn't score a single point. Um, and then later on in the game, they had about a four-minute stretch where they didn't have a single field goal. They had a couple free throws in that last stretch, um, but no, uh, no field goals made for about three, three and a half, four minutes. Um, but that eight-minute stretch of no field goal, of no, no scoring for Nebraska was just brutal. And it's not like they were turning the ball over; mm -hmm. they just weren't. Couldn't get a quality weren't, weren't shot. Getting, they were getting a couple good shots. Things weren't falling, but but you know, for the most part, they weren't getting the best shot attempts, the best uh, looks at the basket uh, for about an eight-minute stretch there. But you know. Gritted out a, a tough win, uh, an injury to Jamarcus Lawrence, had him sidelined for a long time. He was in for the final possession of the game to defend, and he did a really good job there. Um, but he, he got a heavy tape job on his ankle. Um, but, you know, we didn't we didn't hear anything else about his injury afterwards. However, uh, at one point you had a lineup on the floor of Hoiberg, Tominaga, Denim Dawson, Wilhelm Breidenbach, and Blaze Kata mm. because Sam Greasel found himself with four fouls with about 12 minutes left. Didn't commit another foul, which very impressive by him, especially the fact that he's in on just about every play. Derek Walker found himself with three early fouls. Um, so those two, the, the guys who really make your offense go, were on the bench for a while. Nebraska withstood a, a heavy Maryland push uh, and kept the game within single digits. To, to then bring those two back in the game, get it to overtime, and Sam Hoiberg with the biggest nine. I, I tweeted it uh, after the game. You may not think much about nine points, but Sam Hoiberg's nine points were 
the most clutch, the, the biggest nine points in the last couple of years of Nebraska. He had a massive three uh, and then some clutch free throws. Obviously, the the pretty much game ceiling steal and layup um, to to salt this one away against Maryland and Nebraska gets back to 500 on the season. Yeah, and, and and you were there, right? Didn't you go to the game? Yes, I was there. Yeah. I was sitting. I was sitting uh, with uh, with Nick and Strick up in the uh, media section. Oh, nice. Yeah, Strick was there for about a for about a half. He did his thing, and then he came back for uh for the post game press mm-hmm. or for the post game uh, show here on ninety three seven The Ticket. How was the how was the atmosphere? Because I know oh, it was I electric. Didn't, I didn't the, the the vibes, much like the vibes at the beginning of the women's game against Iowa, oh, immaculate, yeah. immaculate yeah. vibes. Uh, you walk in and you could just feel there was just a presence about PBA, and you you walked in. I got there about forty five minutes uh, before tip, and it was you know the one hundred and two hundred levels were pretty much full. The three hundred level was was getting there. Um, people were just packing in, uh, walk around. Everybody was extremely excited, and I don't know, it, it something just felt different. And that that was my first uh, men's basketball game as a media member. Um, but it, it just felt different than some of the games that I'd gone to as as just a fan. Yeah, uh, and it was it was exciting, and it, it lived up to the billing. How was the uh, how was the no sit Sunday portion of it? Was there a uh, the students stayed standing? Yeah, the rest of the fans sat down. Although <laughs> uh, about halfway through the second half, when things got bad and then started to get a little bit better, everybody started standing again. Yeah. So they didn't stand the entire time, but they stood for most of the second half. Um, Unfortunately, where I was sitting in the media section, I was on the front row of it, and the guy directly in front of me was probably one of the biggest human beings I've ever seen. Mm. So I had to stand as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I've said it for for a long time too. That's what makes No Sit Sunday so special. Is you just you you can't replicate that. You can't uh, have uh, you know what is it sixteen year whatever it was sixteen year tournament drought. Everything's on the line. Your hated rival. They're mm-hmm. top ten. Um, you know, the, the, the coach, in fact, calling out for a no sit Sunday instead of this time, it was kind of Sam Greasel that did it. Um, that's what made it so special is that even as special as this past weekend was, you just can't duplicate what was what was so special about 2014. But in any case, um, this was and this is, um, you know, Nebraska basketball, kind of the way I, I, I thought it was kind of interesting. Somebody called in earlier in in in. in Still kind of critiquing Fred Hoiberg for not getting this team to where where it is now earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard other fans kind of think what would happen if you if you still had kind of everybody healthy. I got to tell you, I'm very impressed, especially with yesterday, um, the coaching that has has gone on, especially having Derek Walker kind of at the top of the key, running the offense through him and the five-out system quite a bit. Um, yesterday, you were kind of seeing a little bit more. Now that the scouting is out on Tominaga, uh, you know, you can't leave him from three, so now you can kind of drive to his side and not expect the help defense to go there, and they're kind of exploiting that. Um, and then the injuries. I mean, not not the injuries for the season, just the injuries with, with like you mentioned, with, with Lawrence and uh, – and, um, I think Kada got dinged up. Yeah, Blaze Kada at the at the at the very yeah. end of the game, uh, they had to take him out. He was, he was limping. They said it was the same – ankle that he injured before hopefully they'll be able to you know they got a, a week off practically um hopefully yeah, it's, it's long enough for him to heal up because he although he scored what one point a very massive his contributions uh may not show up on the on the on the uh box score uh aside from the the rebounds all the rebounds that he was grabbing but his ability to just alter shots just being big and alter shots and drawing charges which 
he's the biggest guy, one of the biggest guys on Nebraska's team, and he's the best at drawing charges. Yeah. Like his ability to to sit there, take the shoulder in the chest, whatever, and and draw the charge is is immaculate. It's it's beautiful to see. And his ability to you know get off the ground and even if he doesn't get the block, alter the shot without fouling. Uh, is a massive lift for Nebraska because that allowed Derek Walker to, you know, stay on the ground and not draw that fourth and fifth foul. Uh, because as Derek Walker goes, so this Nebraska basketball team goes. Well, yeah, and eight rebounds in 16 minutes for Blaze Keita. Uh, the next highest rebounder was Derek Walker, but he did that in 39 minutes. And Keita really down the stretch there was grabbing every board, um, and that was that was pretty big down the stretch of the the um, of regulation before they got into overtime. Um, interesting too. I thought the the officiating, you know, not a whole lot of complaints from people for it, but it was. Uh, oh, there was a stretch where it was bad. Well, I was just fascinated because there were, <laughs> to be honest, there were several times where you're kind of holding your breath as a Husker fan. You're probably holding your your breath as a Terrapin fan. Julian Reese was in foul trouble. Derek Walker was in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Sam Greasel was in foul trouble, and they all kept you know kind of competing and. There's probably a few plays that could have called a thing or two on on each of them. They were they, they kind of decided not they decided not to not they, to, to make that as big a part yeah. of the game. They let things go in the first half. It was a pretty you know the refs were pretty much non-existent in the first half, but in the second half they decided that it was their time to shine. <laughs> on both sides of the floor. They were they were allowing physical play on one end and blowing the whistle on just about everything on the other and then flipped. Um, the fastest jump ball calls I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Uh, they just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that they were there for a, for a time. And I'm not, look, I'm not going to blame the refs for how close the game was or the fact that it went in overtime because, again, they were bad on both sides. Um, but, again, there was a stretch where – you were seeing things that Nebraska or Maryland were doing weren't getting blown, and then they would be the, the same thing would happen on the other end, and the refs would blow the whistle. I don't know. It, it was just very inconsistent. I guess that's the word I'm looking for 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 both teams. Uh, there was again a, a part a portion of the game where Nebraska was getting whistled for just about everything, and then it flipped, and Maryland was getting whistled for just about everything. So it was just a strange game uh, in the second half. The first half was gorgeous, though. It was beautiful. Well, and the other thing is, is Tominaga does he have enough star power now that he can? <laughs> flap around for half the court. No, he, he definitely he, deserved a technical at one point in time, <laughs> and he didn't get it. Oh, and well, again, he got he got his wrist smacked on a layup that didn't go in. Well, that's and he—that's the one you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. flapping around, yeah. uh, kind of under the basket as he was running back down All the court. All the way half the, half the court. And we I've were, never seen a yeah, player be able to do that. I was sitting up there with Nick and and Caleb and. Um, we were sitting there and we're like, dude, he's he's gonna get teed up. Like he's yeah. kinda, he's freaking out right now. Oh yeah, he should have got the foul though. Like he got well, smacked on the wrist. Yeah, that's what. But that's that's part of basketball. Give the, the superstar call. the call. <laughs> yeah, he is the superstar now. I just it was I, the quietest twenty two points. Like at what he hmm. the his second three of the game, he made it, and uh, Caleb turns to me and he goes, "That's twenty points for Kase." I was like, "That's tw- that's twenty? Hmm. I could have. I did not. You know, he was getting those those quick layups. Oh, yeah. uh, he missed the the one of the mid ranges. Got his own rebound. Put it back. Like it was a very quiet twenty two for Casey, which sh- is impressive. He should have had twenty two. He ended up with twenty, but they oh, also had the uh, the goaltending on his first shot or second shot. Yeah, it wasn't goaltending. That was not I, we, goaltending. We rewatched it. No, it was. It was. It went off the board. No, it didn't. No, we rewatched it. It didn't. It, it didn't really, touch the backboard. Yes, it it did. didn't touch the backboard. The guy. It was about to. The guy smacked it off the backboard. 
We watched. Uh, I, I just watched. I just watched it. I'll go back and look at that, but I swear. I mean, they showed the replay. It went off the backboard. I just watched it. Mm. No, it was close. This is early in the game. We're talking about. Yeah, it was close. Yeah, like a second shot. It was close. That was goaltending. No sir. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. I'll have to go watch it again because I think it was goaltending. <laughs> <laughs> but Rico claims he just saw it, so I guess he's seen it more. We just we just watched it. We were rewatching the game back there. Yeah. Make sure we get all the talking points in. Yeah, there there were a lot of uh, a lot of talking points from that game. Uh, interesting to see where they move forward. Like you said, now they have a week off uh, to prepare for Minnesota and Ben Johnson, former. Uh, you know, the, the plot line just kind of gets thicker because now Tim Miles' ex assistant can come in here and ruin this this whole thing. We've got very interesting, yeah. very very interesting things happening uh, down at PBA for the next two games. Yeah, uh, if Nebraska wins their next three, things are going to get real weird at the <laughs> Big Ten tournament. <laughs> Yeah, they are. And the other thing is, too, the Big Ten still just 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 filled up with pretty good teams that aren't great. Nebraska still would be playing on Wednesday, even though they're seven and ten mm-hmm. right now. Um, so they still got some work to do there. I, I've been saying, you know, the whole time, take care of your own business, and and mm-hmm. you know, it will just come. Do but what you got to do. Who knows? Things might point. line up correctly for you. Yeah. Also, just a quick one: both Sams had a chance to dunk it in that game. Neither one of them did. I am disappointed. <laughs> I'm glad that uh, Hoiberg didn't. He should have. He should have. If he would have dunked it, PBA would have burned down. Yeah, that's all right. We'll just take the win <laughs> and the sure thing with the layup. Uh, all right, we'll take a quick break here on the Take a Water Cooler. Uh, some changes, some proposals for the college football game. We'll talk about that coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 